Thanks, Thanks for Bye. listening to the KDK9 show. I'm here every Sunday from 4 to 6, answering your canine questions and occasional feline questions. And I've been talking to Linda. We've been discussing food rotation, and which is a must for every dog owner and every cat owner, too, folks. You need to rotate the diet because that's what keeps, that's what they're meant to do. They're eat, meant to eat different things. And so now one thing, too, Linda, that I do for my, um, I thought of that while we're on break, is that uh, Pure Vita, you know, that's made up in uh, uh, Perm, Minnesota, Nutrisource. Oh, how do you spell that one? Pure Vita, P-U-R-E. B-I-T-A. They have okay. freeze-dried treats. They that's ha- a, the next question I was going to ask you. And that's what, it, believe it or not, I do. Th- I feed that to my dogs. Uh, that's one of their uh, 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 dinner. Uh, whereas I use, a, they got chicken hearts in the cat line. They got chicken hearts and minnows. And so I'll give my Ethel 3-pounder and Gilligan 10-pounder. That's what's going to be one of their, they have uh, maybe the turkey. I use a freeze-dried turkey uh, treats with uh, chicken heart. And then... Um, the, a couple minnows, and so then that's their dinner. They what type thing, and so that's and, and without doing you know the other stuff. Okay. Then because that's all about it's all about rotation, and so like okay. I said, the chicken heart organ meat is excellent for both dogs and cats. Okay. And so that's why the chicken hearts are great in that uh-huh. that line, and then like the minnows. Now I can't personally look at the minnow. I feel sad. I feel bad for the minnows, so I just do it quick. Put them in the plate, walk away, and then um, <laughs> for my cats, they love my cats. Love the minnows. Okay. And so do my dogs. And so I just kind of throw it out, and then they go get it. So I I don't look at the minnows. I have a hard time looking at them. So that's so how just many me minnows personally. do you give to the five pounder? The five pounder, or no, she's three pounder. My Ethel's three pounder, and then oh. I got a ten pounder. Uh, Ethel, yeah, Ethel, because she has no teeth, okay, uh-huh. I, I, I kind of crunch them up. There again, I don't look at it, and so then she just licks them up. And usually okay. I give her like, um, I'll give her like two in the morning and two at night. Okay. That's what I do. And then she got some omega-3s in there, too. All right. And so the chicken hearts, I'll just do that maybe, you know, once or twice a week. I'll give them the chicken hearts. Okay. And then um, and there again, I have to break it up for Ethel. Or sometimes uh-huh. I put water on it so she can just lick it. Okay. And but you know Gilligan can slurp anything down. I see and they have like freeze dried venison, freeze dried turkey, freeze dried wild boar. You know they have, so that you could use that too. Like if you either forgot to take something out or whatever type thing. Yeah. You know and so uh, yeah because so I I love th- those uh, freeze dried treats and such like that. And there's should so, I should I make sure to buy different brands of these food or do you think I can stay within the same like stay with Sojo's and then just by the different um, proteins. Well, see, that's what I would... I See, with my rotation, I've got the Pure Vita, you know, the freeze-dried stuff. Okay, yep. treats. Okay, I do that. And then I also use Pure Vita, the kibble, but then I okay. soak it, you know, until it's rehydrated. Okay. Okay, then I use... Uh, and then this... Uh, then I use um, oh, that OC Raw, you know, that I was telling you about. Okay, so those are technically different brands because I'm doing different types of feeding, correct? Yes, okay. I've got raw, i got freeze-dried, i got dehydrated, i got dry food, you know, kibble. Okay. So I use the different brands that way is what I do. Okay. All right. So that, but that's the whole thing. But just, just watch your doo-doos. And then, like as I was saying before we went to break, is that butt scooting 99% of the time is due to the diet. It's okay. not, I just learned that maybe about eight, nine years ago. Because yeah. I had a big dog that was butt scooting that never butt scooted before. And then my vet said, you know, that's Dr. Jess, the holistic vet. Change yeah. the food. That's before I really got into rotation diets. Okay. And so then she said, change the food, change the food, no problem. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And so that's why, like I say, that's, 
uh, most butt scooting problems is food related. Just because one dog does good on something, another dog may not. Or, you know, like one dog can deal with chicken, another dog can't. Another right. dog can deal with venison, another dog can't. So you okay. just got to find out what, you know, how to undo and make everybody all happy. All right? And as, as you... Um Get them get that new rotate the new food into the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think you should try that? I should try like the seven days, or do you need more time than that usually? Just it go on according to the dog. Just okay. you know, just go according to the dog. And like I say, I every day is a different rotation, you know, with me. And just but, but I, my dogs, you know, Gilligan's I've had for eight years, and Ethel I've had for no wait a minute nine years for Gilligan and eight years for Ethel. You know, okay. and they're just they just came into my house rotation. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, so just put just watch the dog do do's. Okay. If you got any right. other questions, give me a holler up at Katie's K9. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for all your time. <laughs> you, I really appreciate you it. You betcha, Linda. Take care. Thanks for the question. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, because food is huge, especially now, folks. I'm going to bring this back up since this is a good segue into it. The DCM dilated cardiomyopathy. Folks, quit hitting the panic button. You know, if you saw that feature with Nutrisource, grain-free was shown in there. Now everybody thinks Nutrisource. Oh my goodness, I can't feed Nutrisource. I got to feed this other junk. And it's like people. People, people, it's all in doubt. Nothing has been proven, all right? It's all grain-free products. Every company's, every brand out there is, that's what what's in question, not just one particular line, all right? And so the big thing is here is that I am not hitting the panic button, okay? And all the dogs that I've had walk through my life and such like that, well, I won't, you know, but anyway. And so the, the thing is, is if you're really worried about dilated cardiomyopathy and grain-free, then don't feed grain-free solid. Remember rotation, which we were just talking about. When my Zelda was, and Zelda will be gone, oh, I can't believe this, in another week she'll be gone a year she died she left november 23rd is that's oh that's sad but anyway and so you know i would do one bag of grain free you know nutrisource grain free or pure vita grain free then i do two bags of a non-grain free like nutrisource uh their uh lamb and rice or their uh, 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 uh at that time chicken and rice and now they came out with beef and rice and trout and rice so i do a bag of grain free two not and then i would do two bags of grain free one bag not and the more you could rotate there is no worries, folks. But the whole thing is, is that everybody's hitting the, oh, man, they're blaming it on brains and such like that. It's a whole grain-free industry that is in question here, folks. If you read the labels on the ones that were in question and read the labels that you're trying to, you're feeding, if you went off that, let's say, Nutrisource, you don't feed it anymore because you're, you're worried, then read the label what you're, and you'll be really surprised. And so that's the whole thing is that, and, and, you know, what was it, two or three weeks after the uh, FDA put out their cardio dilated cardiomyopathy, thinking that maybe legumes and such like that might have the uh, waylay the terrine levels as far as not absorbing it correctly. The Nutrisource bumped up the terrine level, immediately bumped up the terrine levels in case that was the case, which nothing's been proven. There's, you know, they're working on it now to find out what the heck is going on here. And so, but they immediately bumped up the terrine levels. So you don't have to add extra terrine. They already dumped it in there. So in case there is, that is one of the problems, there is no problem. So you need to educate yourself. Please don't hit the panic button. I certainly am not. I'm trying to calm the waves. And I didn't realize how many people are still just over the top with this dilated cardiomyopathy. And, and, and uh, it's just called calm down, breathe. 
Use common sense. It's not a brand thing, the cardio di- di- dilated cardiomyopathy. It is all grain-free foods that are in question here, all right? And if you're worried about it, then don't feed a grain-free, but there should no, be no reason why you don't feed in rotation some grain-free foods, all right? And so, I, uh, you know, that's exactly what I do here. So I, I'm all over the map. But anyway, say Chris was holding on for quite a while, and she was wondering if there was a, such a thing as a breed that couldn't be trained. Okay, well, the whole thing is you got to look at what breed is was bred for. Now, you got your hound dogs. Okay, hound dogs are used to use their nose and go find, you know, raccoons and stuff, all right? But the thing is, is that uh, I, now, if you don't want your dog barking up a tree after a raccoon, then maybe you shouldn't get that one. You know, the joke is there's real time and hound dog time. But anyway, then if you get herding breeds okay they're bred to herd things keep everything in nice little tight packages and they're a very um uh prey driven breed as far as uh something moves are on it uh then you've got your you know your retrievers your hunting lines where you throw the ball i'll go get it mostly but the bottom line of whatever dog that you get is you have a personality to work with breeds have traits but what you have a, is a personality and what works for one personality let's say you you have, uh, you know, three Australian shepherds, all right? And what works for one may not work for the second one or the third one. And so you've got to get the right training collar, the right instructor, and just the right way of figuring out who that dog is mentally so that you can figure out how to get the best from their dogs. Some dogs are more challenging, all right, more challenging. But the thing is, is that, okay, and if you're not up for the challenge, then it's time to either it feels right or it doesn't. You don't do a dog any service thinking that in the back of your mind, it's like, I wish I didn't have this dog and wish I, it would go away. And thinking you can kind of have a lifetime of another 10 years with this dog. You're not doing anybody any favors that way. It should feel right. And you guys should feel like, okay, we're going to grow as a team. We can do this and such like that. You're not a failure. You know, it, it, it takes more love to give something up than it does to, it takes more love to, to give something up than it does to, um, uh, you know, what is this, what's that old saying in, in, in the human world? If it, if it was meant to be, set it free, you know, it will return. Oh, as far, yeah. Yeah, if you love, you know, you, yeah. yeah. So anyway, and that's a, so in that, now you said, did Chris call in? Yeah, she's on. If okay, let's let me pull her up, Chris okay? on. Here she All is. Right. Hey, Chris. Hey, Katie. Hey. Yeah, real quick. Okay. I won't keep you. Just the specifics on it is, are you very familiar with this cross that they came up with, the Aussie poo? Yes. <laughs> Australian hey, shepherd cross yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, I moved into a neighborhood. I'm in an apartment with lots of townhouses and lots of older residents mm-hmm. getting puppies. Mm-hmm. And then they have issues. Um, but this particular lady got this puppy it's five months old now she has some physical limitations Mm -hmm. and this dog is very sweet and very intelligent but also very breed specific wanting to herd Mm -hmm. because it's an australian shepherd Mm -hmm. so it's pulled her down she can't control it she's had trainers out she can't drive herself i'm just saying is there a situation she kind of texted me the other day i've tried to help her out walked it a few times my daughter's walked it a few times Mm-hmm. It seems highly trainable, mm-hmm. but she physically can't do that. Okay. So is this, and she's like, I think I'm going to have to rehome her. Okay. Um, do you feel like you can train a dog that young? 
to not pull down somebody no. from their breed. You got to what you, a five month dog is a puppy. They are yeah. the attention span of a gnat. And this is heads up any listeners that are older. Don't get a puppy. You get Thank a dog you. at least two to three years old because now that puppiness is out of there. And then even four years old is better. And then, and then people go, well, geez, I might not have that much time with it. You know what? You can get a puppy and lose <laughs> it by a year too. There's no guaranteed in life. And so this right. this dog, this gal, uh, you know, bless her soul. You know, you probably mm-hmm. cute as the Dickens. But the thing, yeah, so, but the thing is, is that it's not what you're breeding with in, in, uh, as uh, the breed that's giving her problems here. It's the age of what dog she has and so yeah. that's what they, this puppy shenanigans they're over the top then sideways and backwards and upside down and that's just what they do for the first two years of life and then and if you and but hopefully you've been training them along the way so by the time you get to two to three years now you have a well-established well-mannered dog okay and so the whole thing is can you hold on because we got to run to break gotta yeah. pay the bill so yeah. hold on Go don't yep. don't hang up okay where am I at here? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, the Coast Guard. Okay, how big is inside the Coast Guard? The size of the Coast Guard is smaller than a particular police department. What city do you think it is? We'll be right back. All right. Thank you for listening and sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. The Vikes play tonight. Oh, and we forgot to go. Yay, Minnesota Gophers. They won yesterday. And Carly was yes, they did. them on and her family and their, their Gopher nuts. Oh, my so gosh. That, yeah. that was so congratulations, Oh, let's go. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, okay. The, uh, the Coast Guard is smaller than a particular police department. What city? Uh, New York. Bing, 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 bing. Really? Yep. Ooh. The Coast Guard is smaller than New York City Police Department. I want to say they probably got about 500 or yeah, something. Yeah, they like got that, a okay? lot. Okay, but, okay, you ready for this? The Coast Guard seizes 169 pounds of marijuana and 306 pounds of cocaine worth $9,589 each Day. Wow. Each day. Oh, the my Coast goodness. Guard is seizing that. Isn't you think that? people would learn? <laughs> yeah. Right? Good gravy. Those pose- Here's a PSA to everyone. There you Don't go. Do, do it. <laughs> Don't do that. You there will you get caught. There you go. You will. All right. We're proud <laughs> Veteran Day member. Please thank a veteran, uh, their their family, their friends. Uh, it's so important. It's so Absolutely. Important. Okay. Back to Chris. Chris, you there? Yes, ma'am. Alrighty then. And so, what the the, the situation with this is is that uh, you know it's probably cute as a button, and so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so the best that you sometimes when people this happens to people, they get them with good intention, and then when they find out they bit off more than mm-hmm. you, then it's just kind of like okay, I failed, I, I'm a failure. And so what you need to try to impress on this gal is that she's not a failure, is that there that older. Depending on your situation, you don't have to be older. People could be 20 and have physical limitations, and they should not get a puppy. They should get a dog that's two to five, you know, two to five years old. You know, three to four is really a really nice year, but they're in time. I mean, uh, also, too, though, there are some two year old dogs that are very mellowed, kind of old souls. All right. But the more, majority of them, by the time they hit, you know, three, four, they really are starting to become mellowing as long as somebody's put some time into them, too. And then plus, you can see, you know, how big they are, who they are when they're older like that. And uh, and they're just as lovable. And they, there's like I said earlier, there's no guarantee if you get a puppy that it will live to be a year that you, you, you won't lose it at two years old or three years old. 
You know, just sure. because you get a dog at three or four, thinking, oh, I might only have three more years. Well, it could be three of the best years you've ever had, and it could also be another ten years of the best years you've ever had. There's no guarantees. No, and my so, dog is eleven and a half. There you go. She's and, a mutt. You yep. Know? <laughs> and so that's but so that's why what what is what's a problem here is that this gal should not have gotten for her limitations should not have gotten a puppy. She should have no, gotten yeah, an older I dog. I didn't mention too lives in a townhouse with no yard. Oh lordy. <laughs> Well, then a cat or a goldfish come to mind. (laughs) Yeah, and so I don't know what kind of pull you have or with their family or something. Is that just tell her that it's she, you know, she could play a hand in finding the right home for that dog. And then maybe we could find her something else, you know, like a cat or a goldfish or whatever. But Right, and that was my point to you as a trainer. She brought in just today Mm -hmm. a second trainer that comes to the house, right? Mm -hmm. And now she texted me. Oh, this trainer gave me hope. Well, no, how can you train puppiness out of a puppy? You don't. You don't. You learn to work with it or, you know, you train them. And so they're not doing it as as often, hopefully. They're listening to words. But the thing is, they're still going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, they're still going to do it. She she wants to chase cars. Because of the cattle breed, she, like, I'm trying to walk. She comes and jumps and nips you like she's trying to control your, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're going. Mm -hmm. That's her breed. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it's yep, bad. yep. Because, I can't control her. Yeah, because you got the Aussie, <laughs> which is a very, you know, they, they, yeah, it's a herding breed, okay? And they herd by nipping, all right? Yep. But then you got sure the do. smartness and the cleverness of a standard poodle. Yep. And, so, and that's a that's a, a a huge combination now if you know but there again it, it, what is what's the problem here is not necess, it's not the breed okay, okay. what it is okay. is the age any any dog she would have at this age she would be going through the exact same thing exact same yeah. thing it does it just has to do with that puppy mush brain this dog has puppy mush brain we'll have it until he's about a year and a half old <laughs> so that said what do you recommend as far as rehoming finding one personally or are there any rescues that take puppies? Oh, heavens, yeah. You can go. There's lots of rescues out there. There's Second Chance Animal Rescue that I love. There's Warrior Dogs. There's Coco's Heart. Uh, there's a whole bunch of you. go to my website, KDK9. Okay. Uh, you go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page. My website's there. Click on links and go to dog rescues. There's quite a few oh, in there. Okay. But otherwise, just say, you know, have her say, okay, if you, you know, if you don't want to give it up, surrender it. And these are foster. Okay, this is not sending the dog to the pound, okay? This is foster groups that hold, you know, house the dog until they find a home for it. There's no way this dog would be ever put down. That's what a lot of people are worried about is the dog's going to be put down. Okay, no, and so no. that, yeah, so no, they, if you go through fostering, you, they will not be put, to, you know, they're not never put, once they're accepted to the system, they stay in the system until either they, they, they find a home, whether it's a, in a week or whether it's two years. They stay in the system, okay? okay? okay. But, that, but that's what I... Go ahead. I was just going to ask real quick, when's your walk walk nicely class? Oh gosh, you know? have, yeah, I, I'm thinking it's next week sometime. Oh, I can't yikes. remember. Yeah, I can't remember my. It's just for an hour. It's thirty five yeah. bucks, and yeah. so. Uh, but yeah, so that's the next what and walk nicely class. But yeah, what's I think it's the next name. Week. What's the name of the collar you recommend again? Now for that age, uh, you could. I for my puppies, I use is called the Star S T A R Mark M A R K dog trading okay. collar Star this Mark. This would be my eleven and a half year old. Okay. Okay. What would you recommend for her? Well, it just depends. You know, what is she doing? Yeah. She's a hunting breed, and she wants to chase stuff. Okay. What kind of dog? Uh, she is. I've talked to you about her before. She's a goofy combo. She's half German short hair. <laughs> That's the mom. Okay. And then the uh, dad was um, 
Poodle Papillon. Oh my, okay, I remember this. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, I sent you a picture of her. Yeah, so, so how- small, small German short hair, but she wants to take off and pull. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can use the star, but how many pounds? Okay. Only 23. Okay, then you might, you just, because you can get the large one because it's wider, but then take links out. But then okay. the small one might not have enough links. You might have to buy some. So you'll have to figure that one out. Okay. All right. Okay. You sell them there, right? You yes, I've got everything at my okay. place. Yep. Okay. Cool. I'll check your website. Okay, kiddo. Thank you. Thank have you a good here. one. Bye-bye. Yep. There we go. All right. Yeah, people, it's not have to, uh, older people or people with, I don't want to say disabilities, you know, that have problems, okay? You know, uh, from whatever, whatever happened. Uh, don't get a puppy, all right? Don't do that. Everybody thinks the puppy has to grow up with you like the kids or whatever to make it bond to you. No, uh, that's not the way it goes, is that puppies are a lot of work, and it takes of the from six under six months, they're in their uh, infant stage, and then from six months to a year and a half, they're in their terrible twos where they're testing you and testing you. You say sit and they look at you like, how bad you want it? What are you going to do? And then from a year and a half to two and a half, wait a minute, from six months to a year and a half, it's, it's uh, in, uh, terrible twos. Okay. Then from a year and a half to two and a half, it's uh, the teeny bopper stage. And then from uh, two and a half to three and a half, it's like, oh, finally, these things are starting to come together. So you got to allow them to mentally mature to come together. And so go from there. All right. Okay. Where are we at? Um, we have about a minute. Okay. So maybe trivia. Trivia? Yeah. <clears throat> What's trivia? No. I don't know. Or would you rather? What, what I do, what I, what I want to bring up, though, quickly <clears throat> this is hunting season, oh, you yes. okay? Please, folks, if you have your dog, even a chance of your dog getting away from you or when you're out on walks, please put either a fluorescent orange vest on your dog and or a wide fluorescent orange collar in case a dog gets lost, you know, especially if you're out in the country. When you go for walks, please wear a bright orange hat or a vest when you're out because the hunting, this is for until next Sunday, is deer hunting rifle, all right? And then there's pheasant hunters out there and duck hunters out there. You just do well this time of year until the hunting season is over over you have a fluorescent vest for your dog and or you know and then uh, or a fluorescent wide uh, orange collar or for yourself also wear a fluorescent but just in case the dog will get away from you because that's so important uh, because now Gilligan he's got his little uh, apparel on because just in case he would get away that he's not you know running through the field and somebody thinks of because the grass is moving a deer is cutting out okay or duck or uh, uh, a pheasant all right uh where are we at okay let's see da 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 Okay, you know how the Marines have the bell-bottom pants? Do you know why they had bell-bottom pants? The Navy, I mean, I should say. The, the Navy and the Marines. Okay, uh, well, we, the Navy. Sorry about that, not the Marines. Let's get that right, otherwise I'll get calls. So why do the Navies have bell-bottom pants? We'll be back. That would be me, Katie Kadine. Thank you all for sharing your afternoon. And uh, we got a Vikings game tonight. Gophers won yesterday. All is right with the world. All right. Do you have any idea why the Navy uh, invented bell-bottom pants for their for their guys and gals? Because they were just wanting to be fashion-forward. There we go. Okay, in eighteen seventeen, uh, they permit they were uh, are, they're coming. Believe that it, they were introduced in eighteen seventeen to permit men to, or women, okay, to roll them up above their knee when washing down the decks. You know, of the ship. Yes. Okay, and to make it easier to remove them in a hurry when uh, forced to abandon ship 
or, uh, or or when washed overboard. In addition, the trousers may be used as a life preserver by knotting the legs and swinging them over your head and fill the legs with air. What? That's all out of bell bottoms. You got that? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. By knotting the legs yeah. and swinging them over your head to fill the the legs with air. They could be used as a life preserver. All right Ooh, then. Ooh, I love bell bottom pants. I did too. And now they call. Well, they're not. You know, they, they, there are some bell bottom pants. Are uh, my goodness gracious. Uh, but like I, I consider bell bottoms or whatever. Yeah, I consider the what some of the boot cut yes jeans kind of bell bottom jeans you know what i mean They're yeah sometimes they have version. a little flair yeah, to yeah, it yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah i've got a pair of bell bottom believe it or not you need <laughs> to pull them out come on katie oh, no. hey hey i'm a little bit bigger than i was in hey, high school come on but i was my favorite pair and so i kept them okay let's <laughs> let's head to the phone line all right we're gonna Patient talk to people yeah we're gonna talk to kasha kasha has a question about um a dog that's refusing to come inside now all right hi kasha how you doing Good, Katie. Thank you for hanging on there. What breed of dog are we talking about? It's a Cavalier Toy Spaniel Mix. Alrighty then. Doesn't want to come back inside? No. Really? It started about two months ago. She's always been a neurotic um, little rescue dog. Right. And she's always hated my husband. We've had her for about 10 years. Right. And so he, she started now not coming in if she doesn't see me or hear my voice. Really? And so he has to go out there and bring her in. He's very kind to her. Mm-hmm. And um, now just this past couple of weeks, she won't come in. Even when she hears my voice and she's, I'm standing in the doorway, she's refusing to come in. And she was outside for about an hour, and I was chasing around outside this afternoon, and I finally got her, and now she's wanting to go back outside. Okay. Uh, first of all, do you have a fence in the yard, obviously? Yes. Okay. Do you have any other dogs? Nope. Okay. And how old is this one? Uh, Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Okay. Do, do, do you think she has her hearing? I Yeah, I think her hearing's fine. I think her eyes are the ones that are kind of going. They're getting a little milky a little bit. All right. All right. Uh, okay. First of all, if it's a harder time for your husband, you know, to catch her, then what you need to do is have, when you go out the door, uh, whatever door you use to go outside, you're going to have like a cable that's hooked to the house there, and she, you're going to mm-hmm. put her on the cable, all right? So she doesn't have freedom okay. in the backyard. It sounds like, you're, you know, like let's say you're shopping or you're gone for some reason, and the husband has mm-hmm. to let the dog out to go potty, okay, and you, he can't get the dog back in, Correct. Right, she actually hap- has never, she's never been able to get her to go outside for him. It's always, she's only attached to me because she was so severely abused by men. Okay, but can she, but can he, well, he's, she lived with you how long now? Uh, Ten years. Okay, so can he pick her up? Uh... Yes, for the most part. Okay, so then what he what you do is you know you, p- you pick up that cable, you come inside, pick up the dog, hook the, hook the dog on the cable, open the door, and and put her out. Is what you're gonna okay. do. You know when you're not around. Okay, now so you're around. You're calling her, and she's not coming in. So what does she do? Is mm-hmm. Standing there looking at you, or what's going on? Yep, um, and she's obviously cold because she's shivering, <laughs> yeah. and she's just looking at me. And then when I try to go towards her, she'll then she'll get her away. So then I kind of let her stay out there for a little bit as I'm watching her through the door, and then she'll sit, and then eventually I'll, I'll if I go out one more time, then that's when she'll come to me, but I have to pick her up lately. Okay, another thing, too, is do you have a lot of trees in your yard or a lot of stuff that a line could get hooked to? 
Um, no, not really, not around okay. the house. Because another thing you can do is you can hook the line on, you know, like a, a 15-foot line, 20-foot line. You can hook mm-hmm. it onto it and then just send her out. So she doesn't want to come. You don't go to her. You go to the end of the line, pick it up, and she's got to come in. <laughs> There's no advance okay. or buts about it. Another thing yeah. that you can try is a squeak toy. You know, squeak, 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 let's go. Don't stand and, now, let's say you're standing at your back door and you're looking out at her. Don't stand and look directly at her. That is a uh, computational move okay what you're going to do is you stand sideways because a side profile is a calming signal all right and then just turn your head towards her you know let's go hurry up and then squeak your toy squeak 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 come on let's go you can do it but you're at your whole body is sideways to her okay and you're just looking over your shoulder as you're saying let's go come on and use your happy perky fun voice squeak 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 um when Mm -hmm. you squeak a toy in the house what's her reaction uh, she runs away. She's scared of toys. Oh, really? Well, this is interesting then. Okay, so if she doesn't... Like I said, she's a little quirky. Okay, so if you squeak the toy, she runs because she's scared. Yep. Correct. She's All a very right. submissive dog. Okay. Then that would be to me, but you have to be very aware. If you're going to let her go out in your backyard you know, with a 15-foot line or a 20-foot line, you've got to be mm-hmm. very aware that she doesn't get it wrapped around something, all right, that she could mm-hmm. get hurt. But that would be about the only way. Uh, or it could be just even a 15-footer, not a 20-footer. Just a 50. Or maybe you could try a 10, a shorter one. But, you know, but okay. because instead of going for the dog, let's say you, you call her and she doesn't come in. Now, is she food motivated? Yes, very much so. Okay, well, if that is her Achilles, then let's use it to our advantage, all right? And see, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't use treats for training, but you know what? There are times you have to use it, you know, to build, uh, you know, to get the dog over a hill, all right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what it is, is that um, uh, maybe, now how do you, what kind of food, do you feed a, a dry food or what's your deal? Does she know um, the, let's do, do it this way. Couple, but primarily from. Okay, do you do, uh, does she know the sound of a treat bag? Oh, yes. All right. Use that one. Stand in the door sideways. Take that treat bag and, you know, crumble it and say, let's go. And so as she comes in, come on, let's go. And then don't give it to her right when she walks in. Go to, like, where the treat bag is kept, like maybe a part of the kitchen or whatever type thing. And then, oh, Mm -hmm. good job, good job. You know, don't turn and face her in either side profile or she's walking behind you, okay? And then keep crumbling the bag, crumbling, crumbling. And then when you get to where, you know, you put the treat bag back or you keep it by the door, you figure this one out. But anyway, and so then, oh, that was very nice. And then give her a treat. Good job, yay you! So the the crumble bag of you know I mean that noise of the treat bag is, is going to be your squeaker as far as something that she perks up and goes hey 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 that is, sounds like I need to get there all right okay but just remember don't look directly at her side profile look over your shoulder keep your voice perky positive and happy the other thing would be like i said let her drag a 10 foot line around the yard so let's say she doesn't come in then as you go out to get you know go step on that line don't keep your side profile to the dog don't go directly at her because then she's going to run all right, sidestep okay. your way to where the end of the line is and step mm-hmm. on it and then walk up the line and say, good job, let's go, pick up the leash and away we go. All right, and then you might okay. have, if you have the treat bag with you, you can crumble, crumble, crumble. So you might have to do this in steps, but, you know, give that, a, give it a try, okay? All right. And Thank if you, you have any much. other, yeah, if you have any questions, then give, uh, give me a holler or wait till next week when I'm here, okay? <laughs> okay, take care. Bye bye. Yeah, we got when you when a dog has an aversion, something you got to find something that is their Achilles heel, something that they drop everything and go. 
Was that a treat bag sound? I need to get over there. And some dogs, it's the squeaker toy. Squeak, squeak, squeak. But if her dog is this shy, so painfully shy, I could see where the squeaker toy will send her over the edge. She's like, oh my God, they're landing. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. So, oh man, was it chilly this morning? Yesterday was doing chores was great. Okay. This morning was, yeah, okay. Oh, I went to throw yeah. uh, hay to Jake on the right. way in. I got out of the truck and I'm like, chilly. Yeah. yeah. This is, and then wind. The, I, yeah. Wind drives me yeah. actually over the edge. To me, even if it's a bright, sunny day, if it's windy, guess yeah. what? I'm in the house. Right. I hate wind. Yeah. Know, my mom and I were, <laughs> were putting up, like finishing and kind of getting a jump start on like the decorations. Yeah. Still. Still. Yes. still. Keyword there, still. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was it was brutal. Oh, it was brutal. No, thank you. I got to get over to see your Bob's how because if, with oh, everything that you've been putting up, this got to be, or we take a picture of it. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, either it way. Sounds like yeah. you're just unreal. Okay, yeah. where are we at? Uh, we can start with our next caller. Let's do that then. All right, we're going to talk to Dale. Dale has a question about tips for moving an old dog to a new home. All right. Hi, Dale. Hi, Katie. So you got an older dog. How old? Uh, we think she's nine. She's a rescue, and right. we've had her four years. Okay, thank you for rescuing. Us she was five. Okay, but that's kind of iffy, you know. Okay, uh, what kind is she? Uh, she's a pug Chihuahua. Well, that'd be With interesting. Attitude of both. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> she's a sweetie, though. Oh, that's cool. Okay, but now you're moving her, from it, to what? It took her quite a while to uh, to get used to our our house, just mm-hmm. and it's very quiet here. Mm-hmm. But we just wondered about the stress of moving her to a new place, and any ideas to help make that a little easier on her. Now and you're moving uh, from what to what? An apartment to a house or what? No, it's a, it's a townhouse. You're going to a townhouse. But it'll still have a, a yard and everything like that. Uh, won't be as much to look at on the street to bark on because it's a much quieter place. Right. But other than that, mm-hmm. uh, it should be fine. Okay. But just the change, we think, will be tough. Right. And what you want to do every time, if you bring it, if you now, okay, when you got her... It, you were in the place you are now, correct? Yes. Okay, well, she's so. She's been here since she's been with us. All right. And see, the, the get transitioned to a new house, it was more or less the new family, not the surroundings. It was like, okay, who are you? What do you want? You know, but da da da. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So now she knows you. Right. All right. So you, you, she is not just coming into another situation all by herself. All right. Correct. So now, when you move to the new place, uh, first of all, keep her on a leash. Even if you have a fenced-in yard, keep her on a line for I'd say at least two weeks, so she can can acclimate to the smells, you know, around and the sounds and stuff like that. So in case she would get away from you, you know, she can't get away from you. Put it well, that way. She only she only goes outside on a leash with okay. us. Okay. Oh, good. She she doesn't okay. stay out in the yard or okay. anything. All right. So, yeah. So, then that, that basically that is. And then now she was potty trained at your house. And this is what everybody doesn't understand. When you move to, like, let's say a person buys a dog, like at the foster or whatever type thing, you know, humane society. And they say potty trained. They bring them home and the dogs have an accidents left and right. Oh, yeah. And what happens is that because they were potty trained where they were at. But now this is new territory. Right. So, what you have to do is reiterate now. Start trying to uh, potty training, you know. I take her out to the potty spot on a line, 15-foot line or whatever. Stand still, go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. Yep. And then two minutes out, bring her back in. So you got to reiterate right away. Don't give her total freedom in the house for the first two weeks. She's going to be on a leash with you or in that same room where you don't give her opportunity okay. that she has to go around the corner until yep. she understands this is my new home, this is my new potty spot, this is my new territory. And so then, uh, like I say, it's going to have different sounds, obviously different smells. Now, one thing. 
thing is that there we're just the second owners of this uh, townhouse, mm-hmm. and there has not been a dog or a cat in there before. So mm-hmm. the carpet won't have any animal um, residue, right. let's say. But it will if you're not, if you're not paying attention with your dog. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so don't don't ever worry about that. No, the whole thing is is just keep keep her on for the first two weeks. I'd keep her if she's out of. Do you use a kennel at all, or how? What's this? No. We, we think she might have been a puppy mill mom, mm-hmm. one of our vets told us. Okay. So she had two teeth from maybe chewing out a wire oh. cage. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so she goes crazy in, I a, see. in a crate. So then you got to create some kind of area, like a playpen area right. or something for her. Yeah. So that she doesn't have opportunity. And then when she's out of that, she's out of leash, I would say hooked to you or to somebody in the... So she, like there again, you're watching her, watching for the potty signs uh, that she doesn't have opportunity to quit. You blink and there she goes. <laughs> yep. And so that's the main thing. But the, you want to reiterate potty training for the next two to three weeks okay. after you move in. Okay. And then uh, give her opportunity to do a lot of sniffing and, and some dogs have to mark you know like hey mine 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 i'm here i'm here and such oh, yeah. like that so yeah, she does <laughs> yeah okay so yeah so just just don't give her the freedom in the house for at least i would say a month you know at least three weeks to a month that okay. she you know you have you have total control of the situation and then go from there but be on your toes okay very good okay, okay. well good luck with your move thank you very much you bet bye-bye Bye. all right Next, no, <laughs> no. The big thing is that people they are so upset when they get a secondhand dog. And, oh yeah, they're potty trained here at the foster home or whatever. Then the people get them home and it's like they just piddle in my room, just piddle in my kitchen. What do you mean it's potty trained, folks? It's a new territory. You got to reiterate potty training. That is the way it goes. Okay, the, no, uh, you know what's really unnerving me? A little soapbox here. There's a lot of places that are you know as puppy boot camp. And it's driving me nuts because you're wrecking the bonding time between you and the puppy. No, if you're not going to get, if you're going to send your puppy out to boot camp to be potty trained or whatever, folks, then don't get a puppy. You get a secondhand dog or you get a goldfish. We'll be back. Hello, hello, hello. Say, I didn't have time to do the... The trivia before we went to break, so I'm just going to do this here. Okay, the nickname Leatherneck. Do you know where that came from? No. Do you have any idea where the leatherneck came from? Sounds like a football term. There you go. (laughs) When you hear the term leatherneck, what does that bring to mind? Uh, A football? (laughs) Guess gophers are heavy on your mind. Um, I don't know. Okay, the turkey. I don't know. The nickname leatherneck leatherneck originates from the stiff leather stock that early. The stiff leather stock, okay, that early Marines wore around their necks, probably to protect their juggler vein against saber blows. Huh. Isn't Interesting. Okay. Yeah, leather neck. Fine. Okay. See, but with leather skin, you think a real tough skin? What? I, that's what I would have thought is that, you know, thick skin around the neck that he's got a leather neck. But anyway, but yeah, so so they didn't whack them in the neck. <laughs> Here we go. Who's up? Okay. Well, we have David, and David just has a nice little thing he'd like to tell you. Ooh, already then. So here he is. All right. Hey, David. Hi, Katie. I'm at Goldwood Kennels right now picking up my children. Yeah. And I wanted to thank you because apparently they have had the best time ever while I went on my staycation. Yeah. And you recommended this place, and so I wanted to call and say thank you because... They they sent me pictures because I was worried because you know it's the first vacation yeah. away. Oh yes, okay. That and was a they true. Were so happy and they are so loving and and this place is so great. I cannot recommend them. That that's the anymore. one where you have like a papillon and a lab or something like that or Jack Russell. 
Japanese chin. That's it. Okay, okay, okay. Good. Yeah, gold ones out there. If you're the, if you're standing at the desk, tell them I say hi to everybody. <laughs> Katie says hi to everybody. <laughs> all right, that's all I wanted to go. I got to take my children home now. All right, Thank Dave. You. I'm so glad it all worked for you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> That's so funny that he's right there right now. Yeah, you can pick up till six, I think it is, on Sunday night. Maybe it's seven. I think it's six. But anyway, oh, I'm so glad Dave, that worked out because I, I remember him. He sent me a picture of the kids and remember he had issues with the the younger one, Japanese chin. Oh yeah, you know, uh, potty and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, such like that. And so I suggested Goldwood, and he here he was. I mean, that's good. Goldwood is very nice. They're out in Delwood there. And so they're, uh, Shelly runs the kennel along with a couple other people. I love them dearly down there. They're super, super nice. So anyway, yes. Ah, oh wow, a whole five minutes. What, what soapbox can I get on? I was going to say, <laughs> where, where are you taking this? Where are we ending this today? Yeah, what soapbox? What, where well, are we going, where are we going today? Remember DCM, dilated cardiomyopathy. Please, it's not the brands of food. It's all. If I'm not hitting the panic button, you know me, I'm the first one to get you guys, get your ears on and pass the word, like when there's recalls and such like that, so make sure that your pets stay safe and healthy. I'm the first one that does that. And I'm trying to tell you folks, this is all speculative. There is no, no research or anything of any kind that does this. And so the brands, one of the brands that got hit that they mentioned was Nutrisource and Pure Vita. And so I can't tell you enough that... that, their food is so unbelievable. And like I said, they are a family-owned company, and they truly, uh, they do everything. They, and they're funding right now research to see all about this. And uh, it's it's unbelievable. So, And why was a few brands named and not other brands named? And they and uh, you think that they're uh, grain-free is any different than the other ones? No, grain-free is grain-free. As far as, yeah, there's a little bit difference, but if you read the labels, the first 10 ingredients are basically kind of the, you know, so you, uh, and then it's, oh, don't even get me going down that road. That, so anyway, so now with the icy roads and the ice, uh, the weather coming up, I had a couple people say, okay, uh, do I need a coat for my dog? Now, if you have a boxer, a great Dane, uh, a Dobie, uh, a Greyhound, okay, somebody that does not have a coat, uh, yes, the dog needs a coat. But you know what? Just un- my, fa- <laughs> I just had to shake my head. I'll see. And everything now is being bred with poodles. Okay, everything's poodles. So I mean, they got the fluffy coat. And unless it's totally buzzed, if you buzzed them all the way down, then they need a coat. But if they've got at least uh, two inches of hair, they don't need a coat. Okay, I, I, I look at some of these dogs. I could just look at them like, how many coats do I need? You know, that whether you can get overheated, they really can, especially dogs that have the double coats. You know, so now if you got a little schnauzer that just got right. you know, cut, he needs a coat. Right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but if you got like uh, okay now you've got a, 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 a shepherd. Yeah. So they have a, a there's. There's two, when the shorter the days, the shorter the coat. That means that, that, that the undercoat that was put there for winter. Yes. Blows. Okay. Yes. Now we just have the beauty hairs. Okay. The shorter the day, the longer the coat. And what that means now, AKA it's dark and then sex. Right. right. Yes. That means now they have the density close to the skin. Got it. All right. So uh-huh. then you have the beauty hairs and the density. So now a, a German shepherd, they have a lot of fluff. Now, obviously, 
dogs that are kept outside at night, you know, right now has had a chance to build a real dense coat. Yes. But dogs that are kept inside, they do have a dense coat, but not as dense as the ones that would be kept outside. Have I lost you yet? (laughs) No. But so the thing is, is that use common sense here. Would you, if you have a coat, like I say, a Dobie, a Boxer, a Greyhound, a Dane, yes, they need a coat or a Weimaraner. All right. All right. That's common sense. You can see that a pit. Yeah. All right. Right. But when you got something that has hair, such as the German Shepherd. Yeah. Um, and then, like, obviously, Poodle, anything that's mixed right. with Poodle. Yeah. I mean, anything that's got a coat to it. Yeah. No, you don't need a coat. But uh, unless you're going to be going out for, like, you know, in the Windsor yeah, Islands and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. Okay. But the, what is needed now is they started, they're already using the stupid chemicals on the road. Uh, that, you know, as they put all these chemicals down, you need boots for these I was going to ask you about yes. that. So even if they have the coat, you still have to get the boots, well, so, well, right? Well, yeah, because the, the boots protect yeah. the paws. Yeah, They don't okay. keep the paws warm. They keep the paws from getting all that chemical crap right. on their feet. Okay. And so that's why you need boots, especially if you're a city uh, person. Yes. Start working. Go, just go get yourself some baby socks and put baby socks in all four paws. And start throwing the treats around. And so the, the dog forgets about socks on his feet. Okay. And then he's going after. Now, obviously, if you have hardwood floors, you know, don't, you want your dog slipping. So do it where it's on carpet or something like that so the dog doesn't slip. Then he's going to be scared. All right. But, but so many people put one sock on and then, no, just throw them all on and then get the dog waylaid, you know, by yeah, not yeah, even yeah. thinking about what's on his feet. And once he can walk, wear, walk in the socks around the house and could care less having to put on or take it off, now go get your boots and they have to to be fitted properly. Now, Diane, I have four perfect pets. Oh my God, she's got every boot known to man. And so, and she knows how to fit them properly. Check around uh, a city... What was I just at? A co-pilot dog yeah, outfitters? Co-pilot yeah. dog outfitters. They've got boots. Go to them. They're up in Linden Hills. Because the whole thing is is to have them fitted correctly. You don't want them too snug because then the dog's circulation is going to be cut off. <laughs> and then too loose, obviously, they're going to step right out of them. Right? Right. So that's what you got to do is that now with this cooler weather, we're going to be using chicken grit number two on the sidewalks. No chemicals, please. Or traction grit is what it's called, but it's more expensive because it's called traction grit. But if you get chicken grit and traction grit, and you put it next to each other. Same thing. Exact same thing. Same thing. Got it. The reason why we need chicken grit number two, because there's one and other ones, is because uh, with chickens, it gets their gizzard going when they're first born so that they can digest and their gizzard's working. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully uh, you guys have a safe week. Stay warm. I remember, try to stop the chemicals and uh, don't hide your dogs. Train them. And uh, Carly, uh, you won't be around next week. You're going to Iowa to see the Iowa City, here I come. There you go. You guys have a great week. Take care.